Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. Today on Core Principles, I'm going to examine the concept of hypocrisy and how it is used to silence any reasonable discussions of standards of behavior. The first order of business is to gain some common understanding of the word hypocrite or hypocrisy. The best teacher on this or any topic is the Lord Jesus Christ, so let's go to the gospel and listen to what he said. This is from the gospel according to Matthew in chapter 6. Jesus said, Take care not to practice your righteousness in the sight of people to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, so that they will be praised by people. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. And when you pray... You are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they will be seen by people. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. Now whenever you fast, do not make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so that they will be noticed by people when they are fasting. Truly I say to you, They have their reward in full. So we learn from these teachings of Jesus that there are people who are rightly labeled as hypocrites and that we who follow the Lord should avoid acting as hypocrites act. And some of those hypocritical acts are to draw attention to oneself in a pattern that we would describe as self-righteousness. But we also should be careful not to take any good way to act to such an extreme that we miss its very goodness. Jesus also told us in the previous chapter of Matthew, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let me repeat what Jesus said there so you can see the distinction between when he was talking about the hypocrites. Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. End quote. Well, skeptics would say, Oh, look, Jesus contradicted himself. He said not to practice good deeds in the sight of people, and he said shine a light on your good works. Skeptics, of course, miss the point. Jesus said, We must avoid bringing glory to ourselves or hinting that we have righteousness of our own. And without contradiction, Jesus said, we should bring glory to God, even through good works, which God has prepared for us to walk in. So one way to look at hypocrisy is as a kind of self-righteousness. We certainly know that self-righteousness is wicked and we should not practice that. And, without contradiction, we should try to conform to the righteousness of the Lord to bring glory to Him, not us. 
If that sounds impossible, just be advised, God specializes in impossible. We must depend on Him. Now let's look at another facet of hypocrisy to go along with that facet of self-righteousness. In the next chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew, Jesus tells us this, Do not judge, lest you also be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, yet there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. End quote. So, along with self-righteousness, another foul characteristic of hypocrisy is judgmentalism. We can all easily agree that self-righteousness and judgmentalism are both bad, and we should avoid both. But don't fall too far, so that you abandon all capacity for judgment. We do need to have judgment about right and wrong actions. Consider Solomon. We read about a turning point in his life in the third chapter of the book of First Kings. Solomon said, And now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, yet I am like a little boy. I do not know how to go out or to come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people, whom you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So, please give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. For who is capable of judging this great people of yours? Now it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and you have not asked for yourself a long life, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the lives of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been no one like you before, nor shall one like you arise after you. I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. And if you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments as your father David walked, then I will prolong your days." So in addition to being advised against judging others, we are taught that it is important that we can properly judge right and wrong, both for ourselves and for others. There is actually no contradiction there. If and only if we see the truth that it's all about bringing glory to God and upholding his standard of right and wrong. He alone is the lawgiver. Now let's look at one last facet of hypocrisy, which is saying one thing while doing a contrary thing. We can learn from Jesus about this 
in the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 15. Then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And Jesus answered them and said to them, Why do you yourselves also break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother. And the one who speaks evil of his father or mother is to be put to death. But you say, Whoever says this to his father or mother, Whatever I have that would help you has been given to God. This is not to honor his father and mother. And by this, you have invalidated the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. And in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. After Jesus had called the crowd to him, he said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what enters the mouth that defiles the person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles the person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this statement? But Jesus answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind guides of blind people. And if a person who is blind guides another who is blind, both will fall in the pit. And Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. Jesus said, Are you also still lacking in understanding? Do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and those things defile the person. For out of the heart can come evil thoughts, murders, acts of adultery, and other immoral sexual acts, thefts, false testimonies, and slanderous statements. These are the things that defile the person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile the person." So, we see that Jesus described hypocrites as people who honor God with their lips while having hearts that are far away from him. That's when we hypocritically say we should do good things while we're doing things which God forbids. And it's worth noting here some of the things that Jesus specified among those things which God forbids. Things like murder and theft and false testimony, all right out of the Ten Commandments, of course along with another of the Ten Commandments prohibitions, adultery. And Jesus took the opportunity to specify that God forbids all the sexual sins, not just limited to adultery, but also including things like bestiality, homosexual acts, incest, all of the things which God explicitly forbids. Don't let people deceive you about Jesus somehow tolerating any of the sexual sins. Now we've seen that Jesus described hypocrisy as including these three things, which we should certainly avoid. Self-righteousness, judgmentalism, and inconsistency in our words and actions. So we all know 
that hypocrisy is wrong and that we should avoid it. But a key point I want to demonstrate in this episode is how the left and so-called liberals use that knowledge of the wickedness of hypocrisy for nefarious ends they desire. Leftists and so-called liberals try to discredit any effective, prominent voice of any person who attempts to uphold and champion standards of right and wrong. The easy way to do that discrediting is to point out some wrong thing that the person has ever done and claim that because they did something wrong, we must all forever discredit any claim they ever make about standards of right and wrong. But that is ludicrous. Every mere mortal has done wrong. We are all sinners until we are born again as saints in Christ. And even saints in Christ, while on this broken earth, sometimes sin. None become perfect even after becoming saved. Therefore, the only logical way that the leftists and so-called liberals' claims about hypocrisy could be valid would be if there were no standards of any kind regarding any right and wrong actions. Whoever may say, for example, that stealing is wrong, other we know uh, than the Lord himself, everyone who might say stealing is wrong has done something wrong. So, to avoid hypocrisy, let's just say that stealing can't be declared wrong. Or whoever may say that lying is wrong has done something wrong, so to avoid hypocrisy, let's just say that lying cannot be declared wrong, and so on with every action. And to add calamity to this approach that the leftists and so-called liberals take, consider also that they reject the authority of the Lord himself. They declare any appeal to such a standard-bearer to be religion, and thus forbidden for use in structuring society. But that is another unworkable part of their nonsensical approach, because every action that may ever be declared wrong is also declared wrong by some religion or other. So if we have to avoid that, then we're right back at the only logical conclusion the leftists and so-called liberals can have. No standards of any kind. Anything must be permitted if they want to do it. This is something that Fyodor Dostoevsky warned about in his book, The Brothers Karamazov, as paraphrased while retaining the inescapable meaning. If there's no God, then everything must be permitted. Well, the leftists and so-called liberals want that. They want everything to be permitted so long it is they who want to be doing whatever it is. Their way is indulgence. Their way reflects that they are motivated by their desire for consequence-free debauchery. But in truth, there are standards, and there are consequences for violating the standards. Such standards can obviously not be created by us, because we are all less than perfect, and we are all equal. We can only have standards that apply equally to all because the standard bearer and the author and the authority is equally above all of us. And the only one who fits that requirement is the creator, the Lord. 
Now we know that hypocrisy, whether it be self-righteousness, judgmentalism, or inconsistency in our words and actions, is sin. And all the acts that God forbids are also sin. When we sin, we have two general types of reaction, repentance or indulgence. The difference between those two is massive. For much more on repentance versus indulgence, please listen to the Core Principles episode called Pride Falls. It's from June of 2023. In brief, Jesus calls us to repentance, even knowing that we will sin and fall short of perfection. If we are in Christ, then we are a new creation with a new will to seek and follow the will of the Lord. In that case, when we sin, we will repent. To do otherwise, to go on sinning as if God's restrictions don't apply to us, that is indulgence. We must not indulge our sin. And if someone presents you with the bogus option of either indulging sin or perhaps affirming that it's just fine for people to indulge sin or else be guilty of hypocrisy, the only correct choice would be to be guilty in their eyes of hypocrisy. Understand that you won't actually be guilty in the eyes of the Lord if you are avoiding self-righteousness and only affirming the glory and righteousness that God possesses. We don't make claims about right and wrong on any authority of our own because we don't have that authority. Now let's wrap up with a couple of recent examples of how leftists and so-called liberals use the dreaded sin of hypocrisy to bludgeon people they hate. First, let's consider comedian Russell Brand. For years in his earlier days, Russell Brand was, by his own declaration, promiscuous. But he turned away from that bad behavior and in more recent years has lived in a different way. Back when Russell Brand was a promiscuous person, he happened to also be a leftist, and therefore leftists and so-called liberals loved him and promoted him publicly. But more recently, Russell Brand has started questioning out loud some of the narratives of the left. Now, Russell Brand has not become a conservative as far as I know, but he does question leftist narratives. Russell Brand poses some of his questions on a YouTube channel on which he has gained over 5 million subscribers. Well, leftists and so-called liberals can never debate topics. They always seek only to destroy people who question anything they want. So, leftists and so-called liberals have started trying to destroy Russell Brand. In coordinated fashion, They have sought out some of the women with whom Russell Brand may have been intimate in former years and asked if any of them might be willing to accuse Russell Brand of criminal behavior. Some have agreed in coordinated fashion. With no charges even yet being brought in a legal setting, as of today, the 19th of September, as I record this, the video platform YouTube has taken away their agreement that allows Russell Brand to earn revenue from his over 5 million viewers. He's not officially charged, but for YouTube, he's already convicted and they are already punishing him. What they're really doing is trying to silence him from asking questions that may cause some people to think 
about whether every leftist claim is valid. Similarly, the coordinated attacks on Russell Brand are intended to cause people to discredit or discount anything he says or asks. Leftists don't care whether there's any truth to what they're saying. They just want whatever they want right now, right now, right now. They are willing to destroy anyone they see as an impediment to their selfish ways. Now, all of these observations have nothing to do with the possibility that Russell Brand may someday be proven to have committed a serious crime. I have no idea if that may ever legitimately happen, but it certainly hasn't happened yet and is not applicable at this point. Next, let's consider Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. She is conservative, and one of the things she speaks out about is that teachers should refrain from grooming children sexually in schools. That seems self-evident, but leftists and so-called liberals want kids to be sexually groomed in government schools, so they hate Lauren Boebert's guts. They would gleefully murder her if they thought they could get away with it, but instead, they just look constantly for ways to destroy her. Well, she made a foolish assumption recently that gave the leftists an opportunity to slam her hard. She is a divorced woman, and one evening she and her boyfriend went to a play called Beetlejuice. She and her boyfriend wrongfully assumed that the darkness in the theater equated to privacy, and they touched each other in ways they would never do publicly. But leftists recorded her with night vision video and released the embarrassing footage. It's a hard lesson learned from her mistake, but grossly wrong claims by the hateful leftists. What they claim is that she was grooming children by her actions in the dark, and therefore she must never say that teachers shouldn't groom children in grade school. That is a grotesque conclusion, and one wonders why leftists and so-called liberals are so adamant about sexualizing little kids. Jesus said, it would be better for those leftists to have a rock tied around their necks and be cast into the sea compared to what's actually going to happen to them. That statement by Jesus, by the way, is subtly included in the movie Sound of Freedom, and it may explain why leftists are so determined that people either don't watch that or think it's bogus. They claim that because the true story of DHS agent Ballard has some fictionalized elements in the movie, that therefore people should conclude that the problem of child trafficking is mere fantasy. That is as ridiculous as claiming that because the true story of Oscar Schindler had some fictionalized elements in the movie Schindler's List, that therefore people should conclude that the Holocaust was mere fantasy. How outrageous a lie the leftists push. Have a blessed day. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.